Hello, my name is Zachary Trailer, and you are listening to Morning Voice, A Political Journey. Episode number 25, Community Engagement. Today we'll explore a space dedicated to the beating heart of our campaign, community engagement. For me, this is more than a buzzword. It's the bedrock of our community. It's about fostering meaningful, genuine, one-on-one dialogues with every member of our community. Why is this so crucial? Because these personal connections are the lifeblood of change. They're more than mere conversations. They're They're transformative interactions that hold the power to shape our collective destiny. When we engage directly, we're not just exchanging words. We're building bridges of trust, understanding, and unity within our neighborhoods. Think about it. Not every dialogue results in immediate change. And while I'm a fan of striking while that iron is hot, I also accept that each conversation is a simple stepping stone towards a better tomorrow. Every heartfelt conversation contributes to a reservoir of social capital, strengthening the bonds within our community. It's the shared sense of purpose that empowers us to envision and work towards a better and more prosperous tomorrow. Social capital. Think of it unlike a traditional bank where the rich exploit the poor. Social capital is a different kind of bank. Picture it as a immaterial community bank, one that all of us pay into. When one conversation is had, when there is a shared moment, every single act of kindness and good citizenship is a deposit, not just for a, few, for a select few to cash in, backed by the government, but rather a deposit that everyone in the community can receive. For that little ripple of hope builds interest and accumulates into a better tomorrow. For far too long, too many have taken from too few. In this bank, the currency isn't just money. It's trust, understanding, mutual support, and that feeling knowing that when you need help moving or when you have a flat tire, You have someone at any given moment that will step up to help you when you need it. When each one of us engages in genuine conversations, listens with empathy, and fosters connections, we're depositing into this bank of social capital. For those the system oppresses, this bank holds opportunities. It's a place where your voice, your experiences, and your aspirations are valued currency. Every conversation held and every connection you've made is an investment towards creating a wider web and a collective future brighter and more prosperous. We've all been there. Many, like myself, still are. We have that network. We're one paycheck away from life collapsing. So we build upon the connections we've already made, the people, the loved ones, the coworkers, hell, 
even simple acquaintances. When we find someone with a valuable skill, a life lesson, an experience, we grab onto them. We help nurture it, caring for them, because we know when the time comes, that investment will pay off when we need it the most. And as this bank grows richer with every interaction, it becomes a resource for empowerment, community strength, and shared prosperity. These are the solutions our community needs. For too long, the system has given a facade of opportunities. Yet, when we speak about trade schools in high school, when we talk about genuine prosperity and growth, far too often, these programs have an invisible barrier to entry that few are willing to talk about and address. I want to talk about a personal story. I have my treasurer. He's a great man. Someone I would trust with my life. Who's going through a rough patch. And his son is a brilliant 16-year-old. All he wants to do is go to school and excel in academics. Sadly, there's a particular administrator who has it out for him. And while within every story is both fact and fiction, and what I do know is there was an interaction, and since then the administrator has not, has pushed punishments far beyond necessary and made this man, this young man who is going to be and is a part of our community, he's afraid to go to school. He always has to look over his shoulder. He can't participate in extracurriculars, not because he w is barred from them, but because he knows the more time he spends in that man's vicinity is the higher a chance something will happen. Something that could get him put in jail. All over miscommunication, a power trip, or simply one man's ego. When we put bureaucrats in charge of our lives, when we allow the government, when we give them the monopoly on power, we must check and make sure that it is used effectively, efficiently, and ethically. When we talk about civil service reform, this is what we're talking about. For too long, it's someone thinking about the DMV, which rightfully so does need to be fixed. But it's also the government officials who we interact with the most. We must not let ignorance teach in the classroom, but we must also make sure that those we entrust with taking care of our children and building a better tomorrow do not let the power they have in their position go to their head. They are still public servants. We must foster a better community and help make sure that people such as this young man do not have their futures dampened. When we talk about social capital and the invisible barrier to joining these programs. When I talk about FTCC, whenever I talk about FSU and expanding our blue collar programs, what I'm talking about is the barrier such as this. When you, are when you want to spend as little time somewhere because you don't feel welcomed, because there is someone actively out against you, this is the same as when you go to work and you have that coworker, the Karen the manager who is a busybody, someone who makes your life insufferable for no good reason. Everyone has them, 
But when it comes to government, we are able to address it because it is our money being put there. When we pay our income tax, when we pay our property tax, even if we have rent, the property tax on the building that we pay for through our rents, go to funding these programs and paying these people's salaries. We must make sure they work for us. I want to help break down the barriers that prevent this young man from participating in sports, clubs, student government. I want to help make sure that a right is wrong so the next generation is able to freely participate in the community without feeling targeted or neglected. It's as simple as that. When people talk about how there are opportunities, there are opportunities for some. I was a lucky one. My parents put in the work, joined the military, and sacrificed their freedoms, literally, so that way I could go to college debt-free. And then I did the same. I joined the military. I spent several years of my life in a place I did not enjoy, so that way I could give myself, and at the time, my wife, now ex-wife, a better life. I was lucky. Many people don't have that opportunity simply because of arrest records um, that were fabricated or exaggerated. Many people aren't given that opportunity because of the health care in our system. And I'm not talking about creating universal health care. I'm talking about the fact that we are paying billions to subsidize and honestly make our poison, our children and ourselves. The food we eat is not healthy. And the fact that the government subsidizes unhealthy and immoral food practices is leading to the degradation of our community's health. We are being pumped full of preservatives, uh, artificial flavorings, food color, everything you can think of. Corn syrup is a big one. We are, we are causing health issues and the government is funding it. I was lucky that I had, my family had the money to give me good food. Every child should be able to have good home, locally sourced food, so that way they're not relying on chicken tenders, McDonald's, and frozen food. This is not something, and this is not an attack on the parents. Every parent, I believe, is trying in their mind, with only a few exceptions, to give the next generation, their children, the opportunities they never had, and trying to parent the best we can. It doesn't come through with a manual. However, when the best you have, you can provide, is subsidized by the government to make you dependent on it, to decrease your quality of life, and to poison you, that is a problem. I want the food at our grocery stores not to inflate, but to ha allow for real non-GMO products to compete in our grocery stores. I want to help lower the cost rather than artificially raising them to make them more competitive and allow every family that opportunity. It is simple changes like that that are necessary for our system to change. But when we tell our politicians with our collective voice that no matter how much money they throw, how much they are paid by lobbyists, the only vote that matters is that at the ballot box. And as long as we continue to f fight to secure that, we will always have 
a ripple of hope.